Search, ponder, pray. Is this the place? I'm literally in my work clothes still. How did you not shower? I didn't have time. I factored in getting a Slurpee when I told you I was <laughs> I thought you were factoring in the shower. That's so funny. No, no, no. I, was, I wasn't even close to home when you called, and I had to deposit some cash. And, okay. Um, I was like, I'm getting a fucking Slurpee. Like, I think I said, I said 15 minutes at first. And I was like, no, better make it 20. <laughs> yeah. You're like 10, 15, 10, 20, 30, whatever. Um, but it gave me time to chill. Cause I've been having actually a really, it was a half good, half bad day. Why? Tell me more. I forgot to take my pill for the first time in, I think two weeks. Uh And uh, I had suicidal ideation, but it was just a hard day. Right. And um, I keep cycling between thoughts of like the the way to not pass down generational trauma is just not to have a next generation, really. Yeah. So you're uh, you're you're thinking like me today. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, I'm never going to be a good enough mom. My fucking knee hurts. I tried. I we took her to the um, Tulip Festival today, and that is a long walk. Oh yeah. And my knee hurts. And I'm like, I'm never going to be healthy enough. I wasn't even doing that much. I just walked around. And, like, I feel like I'm never going to be healthy enough to, like, be good enough to, I, you know what I mean? So it just goes around and around and around. Like, I shouldn't have done this. What, never what, be good what should we not? We don't do shoulds, remember? <laughs> That's part of the spiral thinking. Where's my notes? You're having, um, here comes our mental health. A mental institution helper. Hold on. Where's my notes? We yes. posted the resource. Oh, here it is. Wait, Please no, use your ahead. powers for good. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Cognitive reframing. Right now you're doing uh, shoulds. You have a list of ironclad rules about how you and others should act. People who break the rules anger you and you feel guilty if you violate the rules. You're over here saying I should be this and I should be that. Every last time I talked, you just got back from the fucking zoo. You're doing what you're doing. Yeah, you can't. You could always be healthier. Take steps, but I mean, Rome wasn't built in a day. Rome is the worst. <laughs> it used to be cool. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's where they killed Jesus, right? Or no, it was just the Romans. I don't. They were just kind of like felt like they were better than everybody the romans yeah yeah they were in charge yeah um anyways bad news about my slurpee is they did this <laughs> first of all i pick up alex from school a lot and we always go get a slurpee um and sometimes some flavored crickets too to his mom's disapproval <laughs> um, oh yeah but uh I haven't picked him up from school for a couple of days and I'm got, I got this, I'm jonesing for a fucking Slurpee. So I go and our usual flavors were blinking and I was so upset. So I got some no. half-assed bullshit one, but no. <laughs> my day was obviously way worse than yours, Kendra. <laughs> yeah, obviously. 
You just start over. Start over, like, our day or our life or this civilization. Right. Uh, Mikkel Wallstrom sent us a voicemail, by the way. Oh, we asked people to do that, huh? Yeah, she's the only one who did, and she did it about the narcissism episode. Do you want me to play a little? Yeah, let's listen to it. All right, let's do that. Uh, you guys, if you've got deep thoughts, just, you know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, they better be yeah. good. <laughs> you may make it. It depends on our mood. Okay, here it is. episode. And you're talking about the phrases in which to disarm the narcissist. Well, I was in a relationship for a while that I believe the person is a narcissist or at least has traits of it. And you guys are saying that they're not good phrases, but it's because you guys have emotions on how if, how you would feel if someone said that to you, or I think anyway. But like the whole, I can't control how you feel because the narcissist is blaming everybody how they feel. So if you're like, I, I'm not in control of how you feel, and then they get mad and yell at you and you say, I'm sorry, you feel that way. You know, because you're basically trying to take all of the emotion out of it because the narcissist is going to thrive on that emotion, um, the emotion from your response. So if you could stay like... She goes on to say that the phrases that we did mention were good. No, and... but I like, I like how she said they would be annoying to us because we're not narcissists. So I didn't even think about it like that. So thank you for that input. Hell yeah. Yeah. Very good stuff. Thanks guys. (laughs) Thanks guys. And also Um, thanks to everybody who um, messaged me, honestly, because I know that like, obviously when you're going through something that hurts, I personally catastrophize everything and so, like, and everything's all black and white. So it's like, nobody supports me. Nobody likes it. Blah, 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 blah. But obviously, you do. And I am I am grateful for you. And I do see you. And you don't have to tell me every day. But thank you for offering. Uh, and I love you guys, too. You guys, you really are real friends. And real friends are pulling through. So thanks yeah, and- for... But honestly, I don't, I don't think you're totally wrong to be like, ah, because it's hard to put yourself out there. We're doing something creative and very intrusive. So it's hard. Like, I mean, I posted, I already got an offer for my painting that I posted yesterday, Hell but I only yeah. got, <laughs> but I only got like 24 likes. Luckily, I know this is a good painting, but like sometimes you need the validation and like, so what? You're a fucking human being. Cool. Girl, I did not know that you only got 24 likes. I shared my other artist's friend's um, shit because she only gets a little bit of likes because Instagram doesn't like when she posts art. So I'm going to go to your page right now. Well, I mean, honestly, like, one of my homies always shares it, always shares my art and stuff. And it's not even, like, it's not even a big big deal. I don't, that's not why I do it. And I know it's I don't, not. I don't think I don't think you're doing this podcast for recognition, but it doesn't hurt to get it every once in a while. So, yeah, no worries. Listen, you're a great artist. I know. I, I'm looking at this painting right now. It's hanging above my bed, and I fucking love it. Seriously, when I was like, "Ooh, it replaced Einstein." Hot. Yeah, that's really cool. No, but like that's saying something because I love this Einstein. I made it room for it on my. He's he's still on my wall. He's just not above my bed. Mm. My uh my homegirl Kelly, she got me. <laughs> she used to be my manager. 
and it was i think it was easter sunday and i was opening and she like she was like would you please open i i'll owe you and i'm like yeah i don't care whatever because she was like my girl so i was like of course mm-hmm. i'll open for you dumb bitch <laughs> even though sometimes i was a monster <laughs> if she got me in there too early i just wouldn't talk to anyone <laughs> that's what happens man um but she was like all right i gotta run to smith's to get um some easter stuff just like some treats for everybody and i was like cool and then she walked in. She's like, Bobby, I got something for you. <laughs> and she has this Einstein thing that she got at the Smith's. And at Smith's? Yeah. Jeez. Smith's Marketplace. Yeah. And uh, she got me Einstein socks for my birthday one year. And, like, it's just, she's just cute. She's very thoughtful. She also got me Golden Girls socks. <laughs> she's nice. Yeah, I love Kelly. Love at home, girl. I know she listens. We follow each other. She was like, I hope this isn't weird. <laughs> But I want to send you a friend request. I was like, that's fine. I The people that get talked enough about, I'm like, yeah, whatever. You can see pictures of my kid. They're Other people, not. I'm like, well. Yeah, they're obviously not, like, bad people if they're actively in my life. Right. Um, I scared the hell out of some woman. Did I tell you this? A woman? I scared the hell out of a woman. <laughs> So I posted that I wanted, like, does anyone have basset hounds I can play with? Remember that? Have I told this oh, story? Oh, yes. Did no, you haven't. But I was I was like, it doesn't need to be a puppy. It could be an old person. It could be an old dog. I don't care. <laughs> basset hounds are amazing no matter what. <laughs> um, so I posted that. And then, like, two hours later, I was going to pick up Al. And <laughs> there's this lady walking down the road with two basset hounds. <gasps> and I go, Heavenly oh. Father answered your prayers. <laughs> I was like, my prayers. Heavenly Father, are you really there? You are. <laughs> You hear it answer every child's prayer. Every Instagram story. <laughs> God's following me on Instagram. <laughs> the ultimate follow. Um, so I turn my car around and I pull over to the side divert. I'm like, hey, uh, hey, do you ever uh, need someone to walk your dogs? <laughs> and she's like, What? <laughs> Classic small town shit does not fit in the oh, big city. Oh, they don't fly. And I'm like, you're like, well, do you ever uh, need someone to walk your dogs? And she goes, no, well, I don't, I don't go out of town very often. I'm like, she's like, no, I walk them. I'm like, well, what about when you go out of town? <laughs> and she's like, um, no. And I, I'm just being small town, right? Yes. But she's horrible. She's terrified. Yes. She's like, this woman wants to slit, slit my throat and steal my dogs. <laughs> So I maybe I was on my way to work. I tell I tell the Mill Creek girls, I'm like, so guess what just happened? And they're like dying. They're like, Bobby, you can't do that. <laughs> and I'm like, but I want a hound. <laughs> listen, ma'am. If you listen to my podcast, you know that I had puppies once I upon almost, a time. I almost There's... was like, please follow my Instagram right now, so you know I'm not crazy. <laughs> But I, with every word, I made it a million times worse. Yes. So I was like, I'm just going to drive over. <laughs> you wish you had like a little, one of those illegal things that puts a paper over your license plate when you <laughs> drive away so they can't figure <laughs> out it's you. Um, I didn't really think about that because again, small town. It didn't even really <laughs> click with me until I was like a block or two away that that was the most horrifying, terrifying experience of my life. No, no, no. I'm not crazy. I just love your dogs. <laughs> Right. It's like, I'm not going to steal your dogs. Like, if I was going to commit to a basset hound, I'd just get a basset hound, you know? But I'm not. I can't. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. well. I just love it. 
That's very but, adventurous. Yeah. I feel like thanks for making my day today. <laughs> you know what I'm obsessed with? How everyone has just caught on to the the joke that we're not, like that you hit on me too much. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear Spencer was he when he's like quit hitting on my wife, Bobby? <laughs> Like, oh my god, I love this. <laughs> Bobby brought me uh, two vinyls from the 9th and 9th bookstore. She wanted to change the narrative on being pissed at me to being loving to me. So I didn't say you. pissed. I was annoyed. I just was annoyed. Because <laughs> we, weren't, we, weren't, we weren't getting each other. Like, maybe frustrated is the better word. Mm-hmm. I was frustrated. We <laughs> both were because we thought each other, one another... We thought the other was being not chill, not chill. <laughs> that is <laughs> when in fact we were both being chill, but our neither neither one of our texts were coming through as chill. They were coming through as not chill, as it were. Yes. <laughs> so it was like, Ugh. Bobby ran over to her friends. And was like, I need to figure this out. Yeah, I was like, I need to not let this spiral into. The podcast is over, <laughs> <laughs> which happens. We are so funny because we We're are so assuming that unwell. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and both of our medicines are just being so wonderful at right balancing us out. So. I mean, yes and no. I think we talked about this with Anthony, but we can talk about it again. I just think suicide's always going to be on my list of things to do. Yeah, and. uh I mean, that's glaringly in my face today as I was like, Spence, you could push me down these stairs. And he was like, holy shit. (laughs) Then I thought to myself, see, this is what happens when I let my intrusive thoughts out. They're too much to handle. He was like, maybe if I was your alter ego uh, country boyfriend, Travis, I'd push you down the stairs. (laughs) Wait. It's, who's Travis? Just some random character we made up? <laughs> oh my god. We we have time for this little story. Okay. We were first married. <laughs> Maybe this is like year three. And uh, we were walking down the aisle of Harmon's. And Spencer was like... We, we had just made these like health goals, okay? <laughs> Spencer was like, can I please get these goldfish <laughs> crackers? And I just kind of say like kind of loudly you can have it whatever you want travis just don't hit me no more <laughs> he was like, holy shit <laughs> i do not hit her <laughs> and i was like travis uh, i'm just gonna make life really easy for you i just i love you so much just don't hit me <laughs> so he was like oh my god so uh my country boyfriend's name is travis and he's abusive <laughs> so, well, naturally. Yes. <laughs> Travis country and abusive. Like, that's the trifecta. And, like, his belly hangs out of his shirt just a little yeah. bit. <laughs> He's in construction. He, but... country, country songs make him cry. Oh, my God. He says, uh, if I didn't know now, would I didn't know then? Well, I didn't know then. That's not Travis Tritt, is it? No, that's a uh, fucking Toby Keith, your boyfriend. Oh, fuck. Wait, I'm not sure. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, it is. It is. 
I mean, not, it just sounds like him. We're not singing it right. That's why it took me a minute to figure it out. But once you said Toby Keith, I was like, yeah, that's yeah. it. Anyway, wow, Golden Locks. I know. Just look them up. Sorry. I don't. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in a weird place. No, you're fine. No, I actually have a huge crush on Toby. Like, not a crush. I would love to have sex with Toby Keith, because I wouldn't give a shit. And Do I feel you know- like that's the ultimate goal in sex having is not get caring what the other person kid thinks about. Just kidding. That's a lie. <laughs> Outside the whole like boot in your ass song. We'll put a boot in your ass. We're just fucking pandering to the situation. I, I feel like it should be a war crime. Yeah. Stop making money. Whatever. Rewind to season one want- about this, it- guys. <laughs> But outside that song, I really do enjoy Toby Keith songs. My, I like uh, 90s Toby Keith. My ringback tone was, I should have been a cowboy for Shuttle like years. I got an internet boyfriend off of it because I gave him my phone number. He called me and he's like, oh, this is a fucking country chick. Hell yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, like your ringback. Yeah, my ringback tone. <laughs> I, I love that I song. Uh, I don't mind that song either. Um. 90s 90s Toby pre 9/11 Toby Keith ain't bad. We're going to do 90s music so fucking hard. <laughs> so next fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I started to cook at one o'clock in the morning. I'm gonna Yesterday? Give you a, yeah. This morning? I'm going to give you a list of things that I may or may not have made it and I'm going to let you decide which ones I made, okay? So oh, fuck yeah, I love games. Okay, so soup. soup. Uh homemade rolls. Uh, a red velvet cake, um, jalapeno poppers. Which one did I, did I make? Which one did you make? Yeah, I thought. <laughs> which I thought you, you were gonna say which one did I not make? It sounds like you made all four of these. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I won. What did I win? Oh my god, my I won respect. an immunity idol. I thought that I made five things, and that would have made it more roundabout, but I didn't. So I decided to start cooking at one o'clock in the morning this morning. I made all the you things made, I just listed. You made a four fucking course meal. Well, Shit, girl. And it's a, it's a potato leek uh, soup, so I had to um, emulsify it. So it wasn't just like put things in a How pot. How did you do that at one in the morning? Well, this we- house doesn't go to sleep ever. <laughs> Yeah, they stay up waiting for you to make them a four-course meal. Well, they actually went to bed before I was done because I got done at five o'clock in the morning. Um, by the time I showered, because I count my shower. But uh, yeah, I don't feel like I regretted it at any point. I painted two paintings. Um, I got all my paperwork done. I went to therapy this week on my days off. I guess I just was going for it. I was just like, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let let let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you hit the like, st- you hit the turbo when you press the gas today. <laughs> this last week, it's like the vitamin D and the lithium are working. Isn't that nuts? Whoa. My Isn't that mentally insane? <laughs> <laughs> My sister sent me a text. Do you want to hear it? Yes. You're talking to your sister. You haven't updated the people. We talked about this on our late night drive, but my sister and I sister. haven't made amends, but we're texting. So it's just what we always do. Yeah. So eventually one of us will overstep the other, ba- other, other one's bounds, overstep their bounds. And, uh, we'll get in a fight again, or 
be resentful that no one apologized and we'll probably get in a fight where we're not talking again. Yeah, when you're not talking, then my sister will finally text me back. <laughs> we'll see. Um, she goes, so my family is dying laughing because I just got done telling the story about how you took a big bite of mashed potatoes at grandma's and then started gagging and pulled a big long hair of hers out of your throat. Oh, my fucking God. It took me over two minutes to tell it because I kept dry heaving thinking about <laughs> I, That is 100% me, Aubrey, because I'm like, I can feel it in my, nope. So Not my grandma has my grandma has long gray hair. And it's Those thick. things are coarse and thick. Coarse, coarse, yeah. And my grandpa's really nuts about food. <laughs> I've told oh them I've told the Thanksgiving story where he had me cook Thanksgiving and then went to IHOP instead. Um, <sighs> what a bastard. Yeah. So <laughs> I was eating we were all eating lunch together and I could feel the hair on my tongue. No. And I knew I knew I had to be discreet about it because my grandpa was sitting like across from me. So I like just went over and just started pulling because I just thought it was gonna be like a little hair. Uh. And I shit you not, I could feel it between my cleavage. That's how far down my neck it was. Uh. Down my throat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like and I <coughs> How do I mute you? Oh. It was like covered in mashed potatoes and like it, I, like, didn't even have to, like, it was almost touching the floor. That's how long no, it was. stop. And I just had to play, like, normal. And then once my grandpa got up and went back to work, I was like, Aubrey! <laughs> 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 and I think it was, I think it was, uh... <laughs> I think it was cream gravy, because I hate cream gravy, and that would have just made it a million times worse. I literally so. don't know why... I'm throwing off my headphones because I've literally heard the worst part of it. I can't stop. <laughs> oh, God. Well. <sighs> I can barely stand the short pubes after, you know. <sighs> yeah, I, sometimes I still think about the, that tickle in my throat. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, one time I was a merry maid. It was literally one time because I was like, this is, I'm done cleaning for life. Uh, this woman, she probably had a disease where her hair fell out. Oh. Or. Or. She just kind of, I just. Or she just hadn't cleaned in about four months. But the oh, no. hair I pulled out of the vacuum <laughs> and the dr- oh, God. The drain. <laughs> I can't do anything here anymore. your fucking gag reflexes <laughs> oh, i gotta talk about some, some something else it's just gonna be fine oh <laughs> shit 
got an ab workout. Or slushy to celebrate. Slurpee. Deep breaths. You got this. We just got to start. What are we talking about today? (laughs) Today, we're going to be talking about the history of reality TV. Now, if you're listening to this after Anthony's, you'll hear, but we can readdress it. (laughs) Um... Kendra wanted to do plague movies. And that was one of our chill, not chill fights. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, we're not doing plagues. I was like, here's here's how it went down on my end. I was like, you know, it's pretty like whatever. Like, here's some movie ideas. What do you think? And you're like, no. <laughs> not even gonna read the full text about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> how do you know I didn't read the full text? <laughs> because there was more ideas than just the plagues idea. Oh, yeah, so I didn't read. Wait, what was the other idea? I feel like I did read it, but I was, like, half asleep. Movies you avoid like the plague. So these are not movies that have plague in them. They're just, like, movies that you just are like, no thanks, I'm never going to ever watch that. Oh, well, now I feel like a dick. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm sorry. (laughs) But then you were like, no, nobody wants to hear about that. Then I was like, or... We could have Anthony's episode be this week's episode, and that that way we won't have to figure out what the episode topic was. And you're like, you 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 always say stay to the format, and I was like, yeah, but I'm just like chill about it now. Now suddenly, <laughs> no, I mean when you're not chill about with the when you're chill about the format, I'm like, oh, she's disinterested. No, yeah, it makes sense. This is why, you know what? It shouldn't have taken into our thirties to realize we have healthy relationships with people. I blame my mom. <laughs> Tune in tomorrow. Tune in tomorrow. Yeah, we do have a Mother's Day special. Uh, Anthony's mom just died. So we think we talk about that. Yeah, if you haven't heard Anthony's uh, episode, he's our friend from Connecticut. He's the nutmegger. His fireside is like number 10. And uh, I better make sure that's right. Like... Uh... He's so funny. Whenever I, I, I listen to his, his first episode with us when I'm like sad because it makes me laugh so hard. It is pretty funny. And they go off for like 20 minutes talking about the Kardashians. Yeah, which we're going to talk about today. <laughs> I know. I'm so thrilled. I know. Uh, I know you are. I have to hear about Survivor, so get off my dick. Oh my God. I'm so excited then. I think this, <laughs> is, this is what's called tit for tat. Tit for tat. I'm going to make sure that this is the ep- Fireside episode. I know, I can hear you doing it. It's number 11. Fireside number 11. Yeah. He talks about how he and his mom aren't close. And uh, and also he has some shocking things to say, which I don't know if I agree with them. <laughs> but we, uh, we get yeah. into it. He yeah, also, so. He also went to Chappelle's uh, stand-up. Comedy, comedy show, yeah. And some shit went down. So there's some hot goss for you, J.D., <laughs> why is jd so inspirational i don't know he's it's, a he's, fucking good friend he's to me literally the wind beneath my wings literally every day we text each other because we're bros and it makes my brothers mad but we text each other the wordle of the day and uh all the words that we use and it's i look forward to it every morning so thanks, my friend JD. megan is currently about to divorce her husband over wordle <laughs> But like she keeps posting it, he keeps kicking her ass, and she's like, "I hate him! I fucking hate him!" (laughs) 
I'm like, relax. You have a life together. Low-key think that's why Spencer doesn't fight joining it anymore. Because I'm always, like, solving it one one step ahead of him. I don't understand how Wordle works. <clears throat> so, I got my Sudoku. It's a daily word game. I know you don't know. But, um, today was my first loss in a 110 game streak. So. What was the word? <clears throat> Homer. What were the clues? Are there clues? You get six chances to guess the word right. They're all five-letter words, so you put in a five-letter word, and it'll tell you if you get a letter right, and it'll tell you if it's in the right spot. Right. So you can mix them up. So, Homer. My first, my first word of the day was lover, because I woke up with Taylor Swift's lover in my head. Because I oh, love so my husband. So you're picking the words for each other. <clears throat> yeah. No, I am. For myself. Oh. So this is the clue. I use L-O-V-E-R. The O, the E, and the R are both right and in the right spot. So then I'm like, okay, I'm thinking power. Power's yeah. JD's go-to word sometimes. <laughs> That's not it. <clears throat> so then I'm like, can be boner. B-O-N-E-R. It's not boner. Then I was like, toker, that's the word. <laughs> Take T-O-K-E-R, not the word. And then I was like, it can't be foyer again, because that was like last week's trick word. So uh-huh. I just try it anyway. It's not foyer. So now I have like, I have no letters left, but it's not. And then like, so I'm like, this is my last guess. I'm going to try coder, C-O-D-E-R. No, it's not that either. It was Homer. 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 Yeah, that's, that's a good one. I wouldn't think of that either, I don't think. Yeah, I was out of letters. Uh, JD lost on the word L O S E R, so he was the loser on loser. He also guessed Roger and Boxer. It can be, oh, I guess Roger is more than a word. And cover, so. Anyway. Yeah, it sounds like you got your life together. We send each other the daily wordle, like, this is how what I guessed it in, or whatever. That's fun. I was having a conversation with my buddy Kevin the other day when I was leaving your house. Oh, that was yesterday. Um, and he was telling me how his friend was uh, on lithium and he kind of became um, boring and a dickhead. And I go, hmm. oh, my God, did Micaiah say I'm boring? <gasps> and he's like, no, Bob, no. <laughs> I was like, you can't just say things like that, Kevin. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you saying? Everything's a sign now. I know. I th- everything's about me, you know? That narcissist uh, episode really gave me a lot of tips. Honestly, I was like, okay, am I? Because my narcissist husband, last lady, came today to get her lashes done uh-huh. and told me a whole bunch more horror stories about her whole life and how she's got so many narcissists in her life. And I was like, am I the narcissist? I'm not the narcissist. <laughs> am like, I? Is she sitting here? Am I a narcissist? No, I think <laughs> a narcissist doesn't ever ask if they are one, so. I mean, but narcissists know that. So they're just like, oh, I'm not one, you know. <laughs> I don't need to ask myself that. That I mean, like, I'm easily to be like, no, I'm not, because I've asked myself the question enough times where I'm certain that I'm not a narcissist that I can answer it quickly like that. I'm like, but wait, but wait, you're asking that pretty quickly. <laughs> so. But wait, there's so many categories of narcissists. <laughs> Have you really taken all the personality tests to see if you are one? Are you sure? <laughs> you positive? Um, no, I think you are worried enough about it that I don't think you are, but I don't know for sure. I'm not a goddamn doctor. 
Anyways, the reason why we're doing the history of reality TV is because I blew Kendra off in a major way. Uh, I honestly feel like these are just hints, and I know it's like maybe I should get my shit together, but you should wait to get like one response for back from me before sending a wall of text. Because if I wake up to a wall of text, I'm done. You're right. I don't. I never think of that. I never think of that as your trigger. Well, and like, I, I think I woke up from a nap and I saw that and I was like, Jesus Christ. And I was mm. like, no, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do a movie about the plagues, you know, about, you know, I, I robot or I am legend or the world war Z <laughs> dawn of the dead. I love that shit, but I'm just like, I feel like we've been living it. So, but yeah, I remember specifically being in a mood when being like, no, I don't no, Nope. <laughs> you, uh, you know what? I really do need to remember that when it comes to you like i know adhd is my crutch but i need to really put that at the forefront of my my mind is that like you're not ignoring me and i know you're not and i also know that you're probably busy and i don't expect text back and so i'm just like on to the next idea on to the next idea so well yeah honestly if i am not responding i i just <laughs> I wouldn't keep I wouldn't keep texting me. Like if I'm not responding, I'm really literally in the middle of something or I'm sleeping. Yeah. Cause but all I, the TikToks I send are like, but she needs to see this. No, I know that. I'm just saying like to help you get the reaction you're looking for out of me. Because I feel like if that would have got sent like an hour after I would have when I wasn't busy or like in the middle of a conversation, if you would have sent me all that, I would have been different. I would have had a different. Yeah. But I mean, it's not your business. It's not your problem. I mean, it is, I guess. But it- <laughs> I, know, I just need to be cognizant of like, if she's not responding, I might be just coming on too hot right now. No, and it's just probably I'm just in the middle of something. I'm either bartending a wedding or I'm asleep in my bed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I wanted to do the history of reality TV just because I've been watching um, the second season of Top Chef which is what the season that was there when I was in culinary school. And I just feel like game shows, not game shows, uh, like reality TV, I guess that is a game show, have changed so drastically where they wanted like the drama. They wanted people that feud. They wanted people to drag each other down. And mm-hmm. then now it seems that it's like not tolerated anymore. Yeah, because of cancel culture and social media. Ooh, girl, you're giving me chills. Okay, I'm ready to learn all about this. Um. So, yeah, I just wanted, because there's a specific, I think it must be in the in the first season of Top Chef, but uh, someone hurts themselves and someone stops to help them, and they're like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? And I was just like, what the fuck? It was like a quick fire, so they're like, you're wasting your time, and it's like, well, what's more important, my dish or helping this person who's injured? Right. Um, and I had a similar experience happen. Uh, I was with the chef chefs. I was a pastry chef. But I was with the chef chefs for like one class and everything was super cutthroat, even though we all had the same, like everyone, everyone who was going to get everything, you know, there was no need to be like cutthroat like that. And there was this kid next to me and he burnt his, like the handle of the saute pan, like melted into his hand, the palm of his hand. Oh, oh and he was, he was kind of in shock. And I was like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, Lord. And I didn't even care what I was doing at that point. I, like, grabbed him. I took him over to first aid, and I helped him, you know? Because yes. Because it's like, I put some burnt ointment on him. 
it's hard to do all that. I could clearly see he was in shock. Like, he was tripping. Because he had yeah. the fucking, like, even the thing that you hang it with, there was, like, clearly the handle was burned into his skin. Wow. My God. And I remember someone would go, why would you help him? That's going to, like, you're going to affect your grade because we only have a certain amount of time to do this. And I was like, this is food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's not, we're not saving anyone's life. Like, of course, there's an art, artwork to it, but there's also an artwork to kindness. And yeah. I remember being like, I'm not going to be a chef because I can't. I'm not wow. I'm not down with this. That changed your whole, like, trajectory from there. That, between actual culinary school and culinary, like, reality TV, I knew that I didn't have what it t- took Chip to be a chef. And I was like, whatever. Oh, my God. So. I, um, I've <coughs> often wondered... Because, you know, Great British Baking Show. Mm-hmm. They're way more, like, they love each other on that show. It's a cultural thing where they're just like, we're going to help each other out. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. America is fucking cutthroat. I got theories about it. But, um... Is it lead? I feel like... <laughs> I feel like that kind of show would do so well here now that we're in, like, this generation of reality TV. Well, um, American uh, shows I've noticed, like, um... Eat Bobby Flay... Yeah. The people who are, like, negative, they don't do well at all. Right. Like, they're just like, eh. And people, like, it seems like they have a thing where it's like, you need to be a good sport about this. You need to show we're not we're not doing this negativity anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, yeah, I think we're ready. Well, okay. I'm not going to interrupt you again all the time, but I just, uh-huh. I'm excited about this episode, really. Well, I feel like we could just do, we're going to do first. Te- so game shows do count, right? that's what i was gonna ask because i wrote down a bunch of things about game shows and then i was like this is like this is like the embryo of reality tv i agree with that like it's i feel like game shows and late night are reality tv right yes because Uh, like uh, oh yeah yeah and like late night uh, variety shows like in the 60s and 70s that's oh yeah and also like lawrence welk show and shit yeah. Where it's like a it's like a life it's like an auditioned for but it's a talent show really. Well, right, and it's like there's not a script to the Tonight Show. Right. It's just people coming and showing who they are so people will buy their shit. You know what I mean? It is it is like an advertisement, but yeah. It's I mean, there's obviously a script there. There's sometimes so many times when the funniest things are uh unscripted. Yes. Yeah. Um, so game shows and stuff count, but we're, uh, but I feel like there's a difference between like Jeopardy and the real world world rules challenge. You know what I mean? (laughs) But they're both game shows. They're part of the same tree. They're just different branches. (laughs) Right. So I just thought we would go through the first reality TV shows. Um, well, we can just switch off if you want to do that. All right. Um, the first one is Candid Camera. Um, it's the oldest reality TV show with a creative concept from the start. It actually began. Yeah, it actually began. Candid Camera. I've never watched it, but it it was around. Is it still around? What? Yeah, I've never watched. I I love Candid Camera. I know the press. I know what it is, but I didn't have TV in my house. Like, I think YouTube replaced Candid Camera. Like getting owned or whatever. Yeah. Or like, what is it called? Just like pranked. Star. What's the star one? Star. I don't know. A world Um, star or whatever. Yeah. So, okay, it actually began on the radio in 1947, which is interesting. I like that. Interesting. Because 
According to Guinness Book of World Records, the radio show was called Candid Microphone and became so popular that it spawned a series of movie shorts using film cameras in place of concealed mics. <gasps> That's interesting. The TV version yeah. began in 1948 with the title Candid Mike and switched to Candid Camera the next year. Wow. I remember watching that. Cause I, that's because I think I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. Um, I don't know this one. The American Sportsman. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of sports movies out there, and they could have the American Sportsman to thank. It was one of the first reality TV shows, and it followed TV hosts Joe Foss, Gritz Gresham, and Kurt Gowdy. Each episode followed a host and a celebrity as they participated in activities in the great outdoors. They did everything from mountain climbing to kayaking and showed some gorgeous places around America. Due to some of the celebrity guests the show had, it became a popular show for sports and nature enthusiasts. Yeah, I think that's like one of those PBS shit things. Like the like the maybe, Antiques Roadshow? Or maybe it's like, uh, what's that movie with um, JTT? Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Yeah. <clears throat> Are you I talking about it. the Zac Efron? No. Nature, <laughs> nature docs about, or whatever. I'm talking about uh, it's Wild America was the Jonathan Taylor Thomas. It's about the Yellowstone oh. guy. Oh, I never watched it. So I think it, what it's, I'm guessing that's what it was like. Like it was them doing like extreme sports or whatever and having people do it with them, which hmm. is fun. I mean, that's like what Nitro Circus is now, right? Right. The next one is an American family. Um, an American family is widely credited for birthing the reality TV genre and variety reported on it before its 1973 launch producer, Greg Gilbert, Craig Gilbert set out to capture the living patterns and mentality of a fairly typical middle America household, but instead recorded the drama of a family in the process of, of coming apart. The PBS series (laughs) aired 12 hour long, episodes yeah so there's 12 hour one hour long episodes when i read that first i thought i was saying 12 hour long (laughs) and focused um entirely on the loud loud family interesting i feel like this is like the very first in-house i mean it obviously is right right i've never heard of this before but that's it's an interesting i mean i guess it eventually had to happen that's a captivating uh just experiment really yeah, like if it, it feels like reality TV had to happen. Yeah. Wow. Number four is Real People. Just like it sounds, Real People was a reality program that captured the, the triumphs and challenges of real individuals. Subjects opened up to the camera crew about their toughest endeavors from flying warplanes to running across Canada. It was a family-friendly show for everyone. The series ran for six seasons from 1979 to 1984 and was produced by George Schlatter, who called it, who called it a theater of reality. According to YouTube, oh, according to according YouTube, to YouTube. <laughs> uh, there's no doubt that the NBC series was an early seed of the real people stories that would inundate TV listings for decades to come. Yeah, that's this, just... That sounds like People of New York kind of, huh? Yeah. People of New York is doing that. There's also a lot of TikTok accounts and YouTube thereby, like they share whatever, that um, just travel to different places and ask questions. People like, are you happy? Or tell us about the love of your life. Or there's like, everybody has their little question that they ask. So. Yeah, I, 
I think that I want I, like I want to look this up. I want to look it up and look at it because I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah, it would be so fascinating because these people are from fifty years ago. Right, <laughs> right. That would be. I'm gonna have to look it up after this. The next one I have seen, and that's <laughs> bad uh, boys, bad boys. What you gonna, what you do? gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Uh, cops. <laughs> Did you ever memorize the little rap that's like? I thought if uh, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence can't get it right, then why should I? <laughs> Beginning in 1989, oh Cops my spent God. 32 seasons on air depicted the routine duties of police officers. It was filmed in Cinema Ver- Verite. I'm guessing that's green cinema, right? Style eschewing incidental music and sounds, effects, narration, and scripted dialogue. Though Cops continues production for the international markets, the series was canceled in the U.S. in May 2020. No! Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) Following the tragic killings of black individuals involving police officers across the nation. Due to its long run, Cops is one of the best police-themed TV shows. Dude, do you remember the episode of Cops when the chick, he tackles the chick and she stabs herself and you can hear the whole thing? (sighs) No, because I was going to say, like, every episode. But, no, I do not remember that. I will never forget the sound of that knife going in her, because he's oh Mike. Oh, my and God. It's, it's so freaky. And she, the chick reminded me of my mom, because she was just screaming and had a knife in her hand, being crazy. And it's just like, the cop's like, I'm going to tackle her, so nothing will happen. Oh but God. the way she just randomly turned the knife, and it went, you could hear the pop of it going into her ribs. One of my first emails I sent was after my uncle, who was a police officer for the Orem City Police, uh, he arrested some guy and he was on the news. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting around watching him on the news feeling like this is like an episode of Cops. (laughs) So I emailed him and was like, I saw you on TV and I'm so proud of you. Oh, he messaged me back and was like, thanks. <laughs> I am so proud of you. Cops was cops was like peak small town and big town, I guess. Just like great entertainment for white like, people. I feel like if you're watching cops, you're either home from school or you were not didn't have school in the morning. <laughs> because it either came out in the middle of the day or like late at night. It was like between Mari Povich and Jerry Springer. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> and you caught all three. <laughs> Yeah, and you're like living large, you know. <laughs> but um, you remember when there was the one on I seventy, like right outside of Richfield, and someone had uh, dumped a bunch of fucking drugs, and it was like a huge drug bust. No way. That must was... have been when I was before I was there. Yeah, but I was like, yeah, and now I'm like, oh, drugs. <laughs> like, oh, just kidding. Maybe there's probably... still some out there. <laughs> Let's go look. Just kidding. Every <laughs> druggie in town's gone and looked. Oh my fucking god! It's one of the most memorable memorable things that I heard on I seventy was my grandma saying, uh, "Ted Bundy used to chop people up and throw them out the window." <laughs> There's probably body parts out here on right on this highway. You're like, like, let's go look, god, grandma. grandma. <laughs> fucking fourteen. Well, you gotta know. You're when you get alert, you know. You don't trust anybody that can chop you up and throw you out on the highway. <laughs> Don't trust anyone with eyebrows like that. I think it's the real. My grandma's the real source of my true crime love because she's always on investigation discovery. 
I love I love it. It's my jam too. And I loved Cops as a kid and I liked the theme song and I feel like yeah. it, sh- it showed both like the good and the bad with Cops cuz some of the people were douchebags. Yeah. And I can't stress this enough, but if you haven't watched The Chase yet, <laughs> please fucking watch it. <laughs> it's filmed like The Cops. Really? Yeah. I need like, to watch it. Yeah, and it's so fucking funny. So anyways, let's go to the next one. Uh, The Real World. Never seen it. The Real World premiered in 1992 and is MTV's original reality series. The official MTV history timeline calls the show a, quote, reality-based soap opera. The That's program put to- statement. <laughs> <laughs> the program put together a group of young adults who did not previously know one another and followed their interactions under one roof. The series has 33 seasons to its name, with some of the best seasons being the early ones. The iconic, long-running series in its latest incarnation on Paramount Plus is the real world, colon, Homecoming New York, <laughs> which centers on the original cast. Ooh. Uh, You're like excited. Yeah, now I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I was going to be excited when she hears this too. Honestly, um, the reason why I know so much about reality TV that I, that what I do know is Aubrey's fault. It's Ob's fault. Aubrey, what a pioneer. Thank you. <laughs> Shut up. Both of you, shut up. (laughs) I know that we've been like, let's not do the Mormon thing anymore, but now I'm leaning extra into it. I'm sorry. What do you mean? I've said Heavenly Father blessed you earlier, and I'm just going to just lean into the Mormon thing for a a minute. Don't give yourself rules. (laughs) Exactly. The the real world, uh, (laughs) I feel like I saw almost all the 90s to like 2010 episodes, or, you know, seasons, because... Ob is into it. She's super into it. It's definitely like a 90s teenager thing for sure. Yes. I think I missed that. Yeah. And Ob, Ob graduated in 98. So she yeah, was right. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> she was prime for it. And um, it really is. There's no like. It's just people living. There's no prize. There's no eliminations. There's nothing like that. It's just people living in a house for like a month and a half. And fucking and almost killing each other. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I feel like I would watch that. Yeah. The only thing I know about the real world is that I think the closest I ever got to the real world was being a super fan of Bring It On. I feel like that's nearing the real world status. What does that have to do with Bring It On? Uh, It's just like teenagers. There's like no parents in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, um, in uh, She's All That, the the chick that leaves Freddie Mercury, Freddie Prince Jr., Oh, and is sucking on that guy's stomach. And he's in the real world. And he's like, oh, you thought I was going to stay with you through the real world premiere. Oh, you did. That's so cute. Yes. He's uh, he's Shaggy. What's his name? Yeah, Shaggy. He's a funny looking dude. He's really nice, though. Yeah. He's in the good girls now. He's Dean. He's in Scream. Yeah, he is in Scream. And I'm sexually attracted to both the killers. I'm like, (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Freddie Prince. No, 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 no. Freddie Prince is in it. It's the other guy. But anyways, and she's all that. Yeah, that's he's in that. But I, uh, oh no, who's the other killer? Uh, he's uh, he's in uh, as good as it gets. He's really hot. David Arquette. No, not David Arquette. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, please help me. David Arquette's a good guy. Hold on, I'm gonna tell you right now. But I'm gonna I'm gonna backdoor this because I'm pulling as good as it gets. See. 
What the hell? Billy Loomis? Skeet Ulrich. Yeah, Billy Loomis. In what? Oh, yeah. They're, they're the same Billy. guy. <laughs> yeah, he's Skeet. Mm-hmm. I'd Skeet, Skeet, Skeet. Wow. <laughs> I see where Lil John gets it or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely hot. He knows it, too. He's uh, he's the dad in fucking... Uh, what is it called? You're on IMDb, not me. I know, but I already pushed it down. <laughs> What's that the craft show? Into the West, Armored. Have you seen The Craft? It's really good. No. Riverdale. He's the dad in goddamn Riverdale. Oh, goddamn it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Okay. Eco Challenge. The real, the real world. Ro- <laughs> Guys. <laughs> this is like five minutes of unusable shit. <laughs> Whatever, we're keeping it all. We'll do it live! <laughs> <laughs> the Real World premiered in 1992 and is MTV's original reality I read that one already. Eco Challenge. Oh, god damn it. So here's the thing. <laughs> oh, you copy-pasted. <laughs> I oh, copy-pasted. So I don't know what the hell Eco Challenge is, guys. Oh, I think it's like... Okay. Just go to, down to Road Rules. Okay, so Road Rules. A sister show to the real world. Road Rules premiered in 1995 on MTV and ended in 2007. I remember how excited Op was when Ro- Road Rules. Mm. <laughs> With no money, young adults live together in an RV and move from one place to another, collecting clues and completing missions along the way. The concept <laughs> came from a road trip t- on the real world, and the series established reality personas and archetypes. That would surface on plenty of other shows like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Ooh. Also, I think this is probably the predecessor to uh, The Great, The Amazing Race. And it's like Survivor too, right? No, The Amazing I mean, Race. Sure. Amazing <laughs> yeah, Race. I liked Road Rules better because at least they were fucking doing something. But yeah. I could tell that they all stunk. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ew, give and take. Like, in the house, you can tell that people are just getting fucking annoyed with each other and can't leave, Right. Right. That's like Big Brother right now. But that's how like Jersey Shore is. Like, but they all go have to go work yes. and all that stuff. I love yeah. Jersey Shore. Listen, listen. We'll talk about it. Can you go now? Oh, okay. My turn. Okay. A baby story. This was like something I was like, I should have watched this, I think. I think I've seen it. Yeah, I've definitely seen it. A baby story premiered in nineteen ninety eight and aired its last episodes in twenty ten. The reality show examined couples in the last weeks of pregnancy as they prepared to welcome their new additions. The camera crew would then dive into their living room and see each couple through their baby's first weeks of a new life, according to TLC. This series was important to TLC because it ushered in the birthing and family genre with shows like Birth Moms, I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant, 19 Kids and Counting, Sweet home sex duplets and doubling down with the Derricos. So you know that like the Learning Channel used to actually like want to educate you and had like the oh yeah C-SPAN shit, and then it had the best shit all through high school. I was like, yes. <laughs> well, I was reading um about nineteen kids and counting because freaking Duggar, oldest Duggar boy, is a molester. Yeah, we were gonna talk about that later, but now we'll talk about it. That is the show that I was like, I will not watch that. I definitely watched it just because it's like pointing and laughing more than anything, you know? No, I think deep down I was like, this feels culty. Like, 
Mormonism, but I'm not That's supposed to think that Mormonism is culty. So I'm just not going to watch that so I don't have to confront those thoughts. There are a lot of similarities to like a big uh, Mormon family and the Duggars and like how all their names start with J's and shit. Like yep. there's, there's some of that shit going on. You know who's who else has a family that all their names start with J's? The Stars. From Richfield. This, the Duggars and the Stars remind me a lot of each other. Because, really? Yeah. Because I would never have gotten that. Well, I hung out with the Stars a lot. And um, all the kids have a kid our age. So yes. We, we were all friends. We're friends with, we were friends with the stars growing up. And, uh, you know, I saw it's a challenge to have a family that large and have to, like, make ends meet. Yeah. Plus, they were super religious, you know. But <laughs> Jessica was the only person I'd let tease me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, hard. She was such a fun She's teaser. So fun. I love her, yeah. But, like... I had Barney in my room till I was like nine because I was obviously going through something like we all laugh. Right. But there was clearly some emotional something going on there. No, it was way past its prime. And um, Barney is like around the like three to five year olds, I guess it's like five is too much even. Or maybe it's not. Five is about the right No, I disagree. I think, I think people start just being dicks to each other around age nine because their hormones are starting. No, but I feel like five is about the age. Maybe eight. Well, point Seven. of the matter is, I was obsessed with Barney, and I had all the Barney shit, like for like six or seven, six birthdays and Christmases, strictly Barney shit. Um, and then I came home from school one day, and they, my mom and sister, taken it all out of my room and put it like a new, a big girl bed, like a big girl like decor which was just like roses and like throw pillows and i was like i hate this mm-hmm. <laughs> my room's not fun anymore mm-hmm. um but jessica and i were close so she'd come hang out and um <laughs> my room was always barney and she made fun she makes fun of me she made fun of me i think on the last day of school of, of our high school career she made fun of me for that <laughs> and i was like damn right jessica I'm like you're the only one who could ever do this man <laughs> um I think it's sad that they took away your fandom. I think that was the last little kid thing about you. Yeah, probably. Because you had to grow uh, up too fast. Um, and I think that's why I held on to it for so, as long as I did, because I had to grow up. But, um, no, I'm not saying I'm not. What? I'm sad for you. Uh, it's all right. You should have been able to love what you love. Okay. I have a, you've seen my, well, you've seen my Barney stuffed animal. <laughs> Yeah. I still have a Barney stuffed animal. I love that guy. Yeah, I love Barney. Um, But what I was saying, oh, yeah. So I think that's why it wasn't as troubling for me at the beginning because I identified with the the Duggars and the Stars. Um, And I absolutely adore the Stars. But, yeah, things did get creepy pretty quickly, Mm. you know. And – but that's like, why I wouldn't fuck with it though, because I was like, no, I, don't I, w- that. I was reading uh, the the uh, the Duggars. It was called like Thirteen and Counting or something when they first started. It's mm-hmm. they they are the ones that was the reality series that made them switch over to the TLC that you know today. Yeah, because it made so much money. People were fucking fascinated, and it was like almost grotesque. And people were like, "Tell me more. Show me more. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. I want to see mm-hmm. it." And I think it's like really surprising for a lot of people that people, there are people out there who are like, yeah, we don't use contraceptive and we, you know, we're just, 
if the Lord wants us to have one, it's like, no dumbass. <laughs> it's like, if you have sex and you're fertile, you're going to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, it's not, rea- it's not, you know, the Lord. Anyway. Some people are really good at it, conceiving. Um, yeah, no shit. Yeah, like my see- mom. Yeah. Have you seen those, uh, there's those vans that have like all the stick figures and someone will be like, oh, oh my, my OMG, get off her. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Okay, the next one is the challenge. We're talking the real world road rules challenge. It's the one of the longest running reality shows ever, debuting in 1998 and continuing into 2021. The show is an interesting mashup of MTV's The Real World and Road Rules. It even includes those shows' names in its title in the early years. Mm. In this competition series, I didn't know they took it down. Because at first I was like, what the fuck's the challenge? And I'm like, oh, it's the Real World Road Rules Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> um, in its competition, it is a... In this competition series, the challenge, the challenges and team members vary from season to season, but there are different missions contestants can complete to advance and win prizes. Indi- individual confessionals and the group drama on the show likely inspired la- later series to retain those qualities. Mm-hmm. I love, I honestly would look forward to the challenge <laughs> at the end of, in the 90s, when the two shows were over, because A, it meant the two fucking shows were over. And be all the people I fucking hated could go head to head. I feel like uh, I feel like I missed a lot of good reality TV when I was too young. I'm telling you, having an older sister, yeah, that <laughs> gave me a little insight to certain things. Same with an older brother with Zach, like obviously, but um, yeah, the I would not have watched this shit, shit at all <laughs> if I didn't have a teenage sister. <laughs> but at the same time, like I'm the older sister that introduced all my cousins and siblings to. <laughs> the bullshit on tv i'm like hell yeah this is what we're watching yeah (laughs) uh fanatic i don't know how to pronounce this okay fanatic okay fanatic aired on mtv from 1998 to 2000 normal people were tricked into remind tricked into arriving at designated places to meet their celebrity idols according to bustle participants were chosen from submission tapes and the lucky guests got to interview their favorite celebs after the big reveal. Icons like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Brandy, and Whitney Houston were included, along with hot groups like NSYNC, The Spice Girls, and The Backstreet Boys. Backstreet's back. All right! right. Even like though, even in the social media age, the premise of this series is still thrilling for superfans. I've never even heard of this before in my life. Nope. It's only two years. It was only two years, and it was on MTV. So, I mean, I bet if I saw it, I'd know, but I don't know. People just fucking love meeting their I- idols. There's a YouTube video of Adele going undercover as a Adele impersonator and going to a, an Adele impersonation contest and losing. <laughs> and um, no, she's just like just off, just enough. Um, looks wise to where people do not uh, partic- like suggest or like suspect that it's her and then uh, in the end she's the last one to audition and she kills it and you can just watch the uh, impersonating Adele's just like grasp each other's wrists and be like <gasps> it's her <laughs> so uh, yeah it feels like exactly that this is like the predecessor to that <clears throat> okay so can I 
you have your favorite reality show what is it oh wait okay well um can i go over the ones i grew up with then yeah of course because it's just um um short uh vh1 had flavor of love flavor flavor (laughs) flavor of love which season two ended when i was a freshman in college and my roommate i already told everybody in the call in the uh apartment i have something to watch at seven o'clock tonight it's the season finale of flavor of love 2 and i need to watch it and everybody was like okay cool and when i got home my smelly roommate from connecticut (laughs) she's from new hampshire actually she had on like the history channel and i was like what is this fucking animal planet can I please have the TV? And she was like, no, I'm watching this. And so I missed the season finale of Flavor of Love. There was no TiVo. I had nothing I could do to regain that experience back. And she took it away from me. Flavor of Love, my favorite. I uh, did love Flavor of Love. I will I will tell you that. <laughs> do you remember I, uh... the like drama between Hoops and New York? Oh, New York is, she's a HBIC, okay? HBIC. She's like, we didn't fuck, we had, we made love. (laughs) Oh, shit. She was so much extra, and I just loved her. I watched the spinoff ones, too, uh, Rock of Love and I Love New York. They were just great. Listen, I can't talk about how much I love Rock of Love, but I do. And I want to make out with Brett Michaels. And it disturbs not only me, my sister. And like, she brings it up and she's like, I can't believe you want to make out with him. And I'm like, I can't believe it either, Ob, but like, I do. It's the eyeliner. I don't know. No, I don't even know. Because it's like, even his genre of music's embarrassing. Like, it's hair metal. Ugh. But I'm like, I want to make out with him. <laughs> I feel like it's like my small town girl with like his dumbass jeans and bejeweled and shit. I'm like, oh, yeah. We'd have fun at the dudes. <laughs> speaking of hair metal my next one is celebrity fit club that was also on vh1 i remember that one too terrible show because it promoted it was during those like toxic yeah f- um biggest loser biggest loser era but um ricky nelson's son nelson one of the nelson twins yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've been over this um he was on that show. And so my grandma ended up watching this VH1 show with me for like two seasons. And like, that was like something we shared. And so this was like the first like show that my grandma and I shared. So terrible show, really good memories. Um, MTV, I think had one called world's strictest parents. Uh, yep. 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 This was like the wife swap, but you just, <laughs> you just, sent your unruly kids to some like <laughs> some i don't know alabaman bible belt yeah lady. that's right and <laughs> oh my god i forgot about that oh my god and they'd like you can't have cigarettes you can't have your cell phone past 9 p.m you can't have the wi-fi password you can't have the internet uh, password blah, blah blah uh these these brats would go and I love like thinking about this because one of them told this woman he was like this gay boy he uh-huh. was like I could sell my jeans and buy your farm <laughs> 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 oh 
that line will live in infamy between me and my cousin who I introduced this show. Like, oh my god, sell my jeans and buy your farm. <laughs> um, I was sad that this wasn't on the list because we got to talk about a blind date. Did you ever watch that show? <gasps> blind date, eliminate. Eliminate. That's eliminate. Yeah. It, oh my god, I would sneak up. To watch that on K Jazz because I wasn't supposed to be up at that hour. Yeah, it was on K Jazz. Yeah, at like Holy, one o'clock in the, the morning. That was the horniest show I could find. <laughs> oh, what great memories! All right. the girls were okay. hot. It is a horny show. You're right. That's a it's great so way to put it. It's so fucking horny. But like, horny. <laughs> and then the commercials would be like sex phone calls. Like, yeah, sex- <laughs> call. <laughs> Call now. Seals this was our sexual education. <laughs> that was actually a really good impression. <laughs> um, blind date and then eliminate. So, blind date was kind of like next, I think. No, that's what eliminate was. Oh like. yeah, next. Next, there's the next bus where kids would get off the bus and then be like, next. <laughs> and this is back in the day when it was like good to be mean. <laughs> so like, it's you next. They had nothing to do with personality. They're like, Hollister, ugh, next. (laughs) No Hollister, ugh, next. Yeah, like, uh, you look like a gamer. Next. (laughs) I will always love Mari, Mari Povich. Mori. Like, you are not the father. Oh, I love Mori. I love me a good uh, makeover show. We're talking Ricky Lake, Sarah Sarah Jessica, Sarah. Oh, yeah. Sarah Jesse Raphael. Sally, Sally, Jesse, Raphael, and uh, you said Ricky Lake, right? Yeah, those were the days watching Ricky Lake with my mom before I had to go to preschool. <laughs> Hell yeah, and uh, Jenny Jones too. Uh, yeah, isn't that like Jenny Craig commercials aired that? Yeah, yeah, during yeah all of those shows too. You know Jenny Jones? I think she stopped doing her show because she dated a reveal, and a guy revealed to his friend that he was in love with him, and the oh, guy yeah. that he revealed to killed the guy that revealed to him. Yes. There is an entire podcast about TV, 90s TV, Uh and there's an episode about that, a specific thing. Like these, um, these bring them out, like you are not the father type embarrassing shows for people. Like he didn't tell the guy. No. The whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. No idea what the theme of the show was. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. But it's also I'm going to link that. Yeah. I'm going to share that. <laughs> um, a show that I love forever, and I don't care, and my sister, it's my sister to, is to blame for all of this, is Jersey Shore. Oh, my God. God damn it. I love Jersey Shore. <laughs> I love them all. They're all, like, so, like, despicable, but they have so such many redeeming qualities. Like, me and my sister call each other Dirty Little Hamster. <laughs> <laughs> When I lived in Penguin, I would get, I'd have Jurors Day because I was so, I had nothing else going on where I would like do my hair, like all, I'd do a, a poof and I'd do like always some leopard print, something or other. We'd watch Jersey Shore. Dirty little ass. I never got into Jersey Shore, but my cousin, who I like introduced into this trash TV, I think it was during my mission where she got into this and like it blew up and I had no idea. I couldn't, I didn't watch any of it. 
Yeah, it was during your mission for sure. But I know about Snooky and JWoww and Snooki? the situation. Like, how do I know all about these things? I'd never seen an episode. I just watched, I just listened to her talk about it. I don't know. At first, I was like, I wouldn't let people know. I was really resistant. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> care. I love this show. It's trash. <laughs> and I, it's mine. It's my trash. I love it. <laughs> Zero fucks. I don't give a fuck. That's amazing. Um, one that I was never ashamed to like was Viva La Bam. Oh my god, I, as a very Mormon girl that didn't know who him was, I was obsessed with Bam <laughs> for his, the way he just talked to his parents. I was like, I'm in love with you. Did you say that wrong or did you just... It, he talked like, to his parents like he was just like, you piece of shit and like, I don't know, beat up wait, on them or whatever. Said, I didn't know who him was. Were you talking about him or him the band? The band. Okay. <laughs> I was like... But I still love Bam. No, he loves them. I mean, he's he's directed their music videos and stuff. They're their homies. Oh, him is not Bam Majera. No, it's his favorite band that he stole from. They're from Finland. Oh. We can get Scott Wardle on here because he loves them. Listen, I need Scott Wardle to come on here so I can learn something about music. How dare you? <laughs> I was just <laughs> that was not against you. <laughs> Shit, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Um, I, he said he'd come on, and then we just, you know. Let it fizzle. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why is we're going to get serious about Fireside's next season. I'm just throwing things on the next season that I couldn't handle. Right. So, Well, it's funny because I was talking to Kev yesterday and uh, he's uh, the booking agent for a band and he's booking a tour from a forum <laughs> and he's like, who books aces? And I was like, I don't know. Hold on. So I text <laughs> Scott. I was like, who books aces? And he's like, I do. And I was like, oh. All right. Oh, here you go. <laughs> and I go back. And, uh, I was like, cool, thanks. He's like, why? <laughs> I'm like, someone wanted to know. <laughs> you know. You definitely know. You're in the know. I, I want to be like, start citing your emails, sweetheart, because Kev's like, I don't know who. He's like, they're really enthusiastic, but I don't know who I'm talking to because they don't ever sign their emails with their name. <laughs> uh, I love that. I love it, too. All my boys working together to make the world a better, more musical place. <laughs> Can I, I tell you my... Yeah, so... Uh, John and Kate plus eight. Oh, fuck. She's insane. She is insane. But from the beginning, I watched John and Kate plus eight. And then when I couldn't watch John and Kate plus eight because I was on my mission, I had a dream that I was watching a Tim McGraw concert. Uh-huh. And all eight of the kids came out on stage and sang with Tim McGraw and I was in the pit and I was like oh my god go Kara (laughs) I was like I woke up and I was like I will never forget this dream (laughs) I only forgot about it but I remembered it because I read my mission journal a little bit I was like this is fucking embarrassing (laughs) I'm kind of excited to get all my grandma's journals seriously there's gonna be so much hot goss can't wait yes that's what this podcast will turn into (laughs) Just me reading my grandma's journals. <laughs> yeah, because you love to monetize your family secrets. Yeah, duh, because I'm making so much money right now. <laughs> I fucking love this podcast. <laughs> me too. It's being bitches. <laughs> like, yes, <yeah>, stupid. <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> um, the surreal life. Ooh, I don't remember that. It's when all the celebrities lived in a house. <gasps> Flavor Flav and Brigitte met. Flavor Flav and Brigitte fell in love. That was the... <laughs> I, that changed 
everything. So many perspectives for me. I was like, <laughs> holy shit. Um, wasn't, I, I, wasn't uh, Vanilla Ice. I, for some reason, Gary was, Coleman there? Isn't Gary Coleman dead? Oh, Kanicki. Yeah, he died Kinnicky, after that. Kanicki, Kanicki's dead too. And that led, dead to, too. that led to celebrity rehab. Celebrity rehab! Also which... super exploitive, <gasps> but also just a barrel of laughs. And now what's his name? Dr. Drew is famous and now, you He's... know. I feel like he, he was, you know where he, his fame actually came from? Loveline with uh, Adam Carolla. It was a radio show back in the day. Holy shit. When I was in culinary school, I used to lay on my floor and listen to it on Sunday nights. This is changing my perspective about doctors now. They were all radio hosts who were like, I need to get more famous. I'm going to be a doctor. Well, Dr. Drew um, is actually, he's unlike most uh, reality doctors because he actually runs a hospital. He's like the main doctor on a hospital. Mostly like Dr. Oz doesn't have his fucking license anymore. No, let's talk about the dumb doctors we avoid on TV. Dr. Phil. Phil. He doesn't have his, he doesn't have his license anymore either. Dr. Oz. The doctors. There's another doctor. Uh, I don't know. Usually. I lost him. If anything's touched by Oprah, I avoid it with a 10-foot pole. But I don't I know. Think... That interview with the <laughs> the royal family? Well, continue. Um, but I think Dr. Phil's hilarious. Like, outside of the world, like, outside of his job, he's fucking funny. That man convinced my grandma that she needed to eat 20 pistachios a day. Does she still do it? She tries. <laughs> <laughs> Just one more reason she's not getting to the celestial kingdom. She's addicted. She's addicted. <laughs> oh, that just reminds me I have some pistachio pistachio Hagen dazs up in the freezer. My grandma always has some fucking Dr. Phil show that she needs me to watch when I oh. go down there. She's like, I recorded this one for you. And I'm like, I have to sit through all of this. I'm like, you realize that this is a mirror of all of us, right? <laughs> Are you paying attention to what this man says? <laughs> Um, no, she's not. Uh... And also, she shouldn't. <laughs> right. I agree. You know, uh, ones that I would allow myself zero guilt for watching were um, ones that were fashion forward. And we're talking America's Next Top Model. and Project Oh, Runway. my God. The absolute eating disorder America's Next Top Model gave me. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. No, I'm. it's not it's not an eating disorder, really. It's just a way of viewing myself as never going to be good enough. It was all part of that you know, heroin chic era. Like it was wonder, cool to be thin. I wonder why this never really affected me. Cause I, never cause nothing the... fucking affects you. You're like, God, Am you're I so God? fucking confident. Your siblings no. gifted you royalty, Richfield royalty. Um, that picture I posted with me and my and we were both wearing purple. Aubrey replied and she's like, purple's rock star royalty. That's what I always say. Oh. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's true. So um, but, uh, America's Next Top Model, I fucking loved it uh, because of the drama. Like, Tyra Banks needs to chill. (laughs) (laughs) And I love Mr. and Mrs. J. Miss J. And uh, the photo shoots I loved. And Vince Baker. It was clear that there was a lot of toxicity through the whole entire thing. I think think they were trying to make it better. And I think it helped when uh, Tyra Banks started getting called fat all the time. They really tried to do better. Mm -hmm. But... I don't know. I guess I'm just lucky that I had a healthy uh, perspective of the fashion world. I don't know. Also, my entire family got gastric bypasses, so. That's true. 
It was it. They uh, all have poor body image and self esteem. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I'm not saying that if you get that, that that's what you have. But they got that because they have poor self esteem and they didn't fix their self esteem. Um. Yeah, I mean, getting that's not going to help you at all. <laughs> I don't think it'll help you. Getting gastric's not going to make your brain start functioning differently. Yeah. But you have to get therapy to get it, right? So maybe that's the, that's the ticket. Also, yes, please be in therapy if you're going to do body altering things. Yeah, for you I think you have to be, don't you? And you have to be aware of um addiction transfer. If you're going to get surgery, a couple of my friends are considering this. But you should consider doing cognitive behavioral therapy to um, switch the eating to something different because a lot of people who have received um, gastric bypass or bariatric surgery, they transfer their eating addiction to something much worse like pills and alcohol. So just be aware of that. Yeah. Um, be, in, be in cognitive behavioral therapy. It's a CBT. You can ask your therapist if she specializes in that ask your healthcare professional today yeah that's my commercial um project runway always 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 makes me feel creative which i love that about that and i feel like they were one of the first ones that were like heidi klum's not about attitude <laughs> and uh tim is very good about being like a support instead of a problem mm so I really love Project Runway just because it's a they have to like produce something it's so creative like so 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 creative I love it mm-hmm. and it makes my creative juices start pumping and flowing so I love me some Project <laughs> Runway <laughs> I like that about um, watching America's Next Top Model because it taught me how interesting fashion could be oh fashion is so it's so interesting it's art that you wear. Yeah. Not, not to quote the devil wears Prada, but it is. <laughs> like, and that's true. And I loved it. That's what I loved about the one of the things I loved about the devil wears Prada is that they're standing up for fashion. Yeah. Like they're showing, of course, the horrible things, which is like when I feel like I'm about to pass out, I eat it with some cheese. Yes. Cheese. Um, but but then the also, effects that the fashion industry has on everybody. Yeah, but it's also like he he stands up hard for fashion, and if uh. If music wasn't so cool, fashion might be my favorite art form. Wow. So, um, here's one. Gonna spread my wings, sweet 16. It's my time to shine, oh. sweet 16. <laughs> the way I could never have a quinceanera because I was never Mexican enough and could never have a sweet 16 because I wasn't rich enough. That made me double sad. Did you plan it? A sweet 16? Like in your head? Like, did you, have a, did you have one that you wanted to do? I didn't want too much attention, but it would be really nice to, like, have all of that money to be able to spend on whatever you wanted. <laughs> right. I didn't want that kind of attention either. The perfect sweet 16 for me would be more uh, 16 candles. Where <gasps> because Jay, somebody boy, shows up. <laughs> the boy picks me up and he's got a, a cake waiting for me. Yeah. And Molly Ringwald isn't, like, the cutest person on the planet, so it's like, yeah... Anyone can get anyone. <laughs> my 16th birthday, I was living with my grandpa and I was, I had a paper route with my grandpa and grandma and 
AJ Henry also had a paper out. Oh. Actually, it was his mom's paper out, but he helped her do it. Oh, that's nice. And that uh, sounds pretty on brand. Yeah. So we would always do newspapers by each other every morning at the butt crack of dawn. And if you know me, I like to sleep in. So I was not very friendly a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> but this particular day was my birthday. And I was like, this is going to be the day. This is going to be the day of first day of the rest of my life. AJ Henry is going to ask me out. He knows it's my birthday today. I mentioned it yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, it's 16th birthday. We can finally weeks. be in love. And uh, he didn't say a goddamn word to me all day. Uh, and I was like, were... heard. <laughs> did you cry? Hell yeah, I did. Hell, It's obviously a trauma. It's, it's burned in my brain. Um, so for my 16th birthday... Uh, my mom, of course, was panicking, so I left school early. If I even if I went to e- even went to school, and we went to the store to shop because I knew we were having I was having friends over because she told me to. But I'm mm. like, we're doing this. Yeah, <laughs> like, we're fucking doing this. So we had a Hawaiian themed. I think why was it always Hawaiian themed? Uh, <laughs> and my friends. Because Hawaiian haystacks. I love Hawaiian haystacks. <laughs> um, and my friends gave me the Cure's greatest hits. And then we went cruising, um, uh, you know, like cruising around with the air horn. We were the air horn people. We'd air horn people. Oh, my God. <laughs> get cursed out and just laugh our asses off. So that's what I did on my 16th birthday. No tears for me. <laughs> it was a hard year, guys. Um, that was the year that I got removed from my home, pretty much, and went to live with my grandparents permanently, so... Congratulations! <laughs> okay, so I saved this one for the last because I feel like there's a lot of opinions about it, and that's the Kardashians. Oh my god, should I save mine, yours for last so I should do mine first? I have more shows to talk about. Oh, sorry, I thought you were done. <clears throat> no, I wasn't, but I just like hearing you talk. Okay, good. Glad someone does. <laughs> just kidding, I totally like hearing myself stuck. That's fine. Um... Right now, I am very much into Netflix's uh, reality shows. The first one, Great British Baking Show. We already talked about how That's it's just like so really comforting. Love, love. The sheep in the field. So relaxing. Uh, Circle. It's a social media competition where you are... You're... Um, all your, your only interaction is with these people, but they're all behind a screen. And so you kind of try to figure out who's the catfish and who's really being who they are. And people fall in love, actually. And, like, it's a really fun show. Um, love is Blind, where you meet, you talk to people through a wall or, like, through a screen that you can't see each other. And, and the Lachey's host it. Yes, obviously. What do you think and, about these shows? Do you think they're healthy or no? I'm going to get to it. Okay. Uh, the other one is Too Hot to Handle, oh, shit, <laughs> which sorry. is where... Uh, swimming suit clad people, human bodies that are very fit, uh, and horny and don't really have emotional intelligence. They all get together and they're said, you can have a hundred thousand dollars at the end of this, but you cannot kiss, uh, whole, uh, touch genitals, uh, fuck. You can't grope. You can't masturbate. You can't any of this. Uh, so these people go through these workshops and they learn how to prioritize their whole self. Like sex is important um, to relationships, but also how about some emotional intelligence thrown in there? So I like that. Yeah. 
uh, also fun to watch. Kind of a little bit creepy because I'm getting to be too old. You know what I mean? Like, these people are young 20s. I'm kind of pushing You're it. You're hailing so, your inner <clears throat> child. <laughs> <laughs> but the Brazilian versions of Circle, Love is Blind, Too Hot to Handle, those versions are way fucking good. If you can do a little subtitle reading, Brazilian men are way more emotionally vulnerable with each other, but they're also children until they reach their <laughs> mid-30s. So they're like really supportive of each other, but they're just like fucking bros, man. And then these women are supportive of each other. They really want to see each other succeed. They, I mean, everybody, I love Brazil. Brazil, this is the best. So check them out. And then the last show that I love is Survivor. I've seen almost every season. And the reason why I love it is because it allows you to get to know a little bit of a variety of backgrounds and to see them work together and also betray each other is fucking amazing. Um, so and what is, what, explain Survivor to me. I've only seen it in passing. Okay. Str- um, strangers. It's a, it's a casted show. So you submit your tape and they get back to you, but there's these people from, um, the United States of America last season had a Canadian um, where they kind of strand them. They give them like limited food, no water or like some clean water, but no shelter. And then they like make them compete against challenges. So you essentially have to um, be strong enough to survive those conditions. You have to outwit your competitors and um, also play a social social game where you vote each other off. So the last person standing wins a million dollars. Anyway, the reason why I love it is because um, it's changed a lot of my, it's broadened my worldview and um, there's a lot of, you can see the growth of people um, as a society. So one season there was a person who was trans. Yeah. And he, he was fully transitioned and present like he was himself. And one of the other players who is also gay, I mean, on, on LGBTQ, he outed him, um, in like tribal council. He said, there's a lot of deception going on here. Um, and the host was like, what do you mean by that? And he turns to this man and says, how come you're not out? How come you didn't tell them you're trans? And so this was like a very momentous thing for me where I felt the empathy and like everybody turned against that guy and was like, that's not for you to share. And it, it doesn't matter that you're trans. Like it does matter, but I'm not seeing you any differently from before and after knowing, but like, See, and I thought the trans person was going to get voted the fuck off. No, actually, they didn't even have to go write down the name in secret. They admit they all of them vocally after ripping him apart and was like, you say you're an ally to your community. How is this being an ally? What were you hoping to accomplish by outing him? That's not for you to decide. There's there's been so many gay people. The whole show, actually, the first season had a gay winner. So gay people is essential to this, you know, anyway. 
Uh, he they got, they just verbally voted him off. There's been so many socially com- social commentary moments like those in tribal councils that it makes the show like cool. It's like a survival of the fittest, but like I love watching those parts. Um, it's funny that that's why you like Survivor because the reason why I like the Kardashians is no. <laughs> No, seriously, I feel like they handle issues so well because, first of all, the cast is huge. So that's why it doesn't get old for me is because if you're annoyed with someone, you're going to only see them like <laughs> Wait one more time. Wait five minutes? Yeah. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> while I don't like Caitlyn Jenner as a person, it has nothing to do with her being trans. I think Caitlyn Jenner is a piece of shit. But them having their platform and dealing with Megan's – or uh, not Megan, uh, Caitlyn's transition – was a huge step for I think the LGBTQ plus community because they handled it in a way where it's just like how it all should be handled and I'm saying handled I don't like that I'm even saying handled but it's like yeah okay so our per- this person was born in the wrong gender there, and everyone was supportive of Caitlyn mm-hmm. and everyone still loved Caitlyn the reason why they don't love Caitlyn anymore has nothing to do with her being trans it has to right. do with her being a piece of shit which I like that I like that it modeled the behavior yeah, and brought to the forefront of so many people's minds. I've never watched the Kardashians and I still was brought, it was brought to the forefront of my mind because of that. Right. And, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's so many train wreck moments, but they handle so many things and I feel like they do handle it with grace. And, I think it's important to ha- for people to watch that. Like, it's not just mindless TV. There's a lot of it, but I do like to sit and keep, I like to keep up with the Kardashians. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think that they're, they have con- contributed to society. And I think maybe at the beginning it wasn't in a healthy way, but I think ultimately it has been in a healthy way. So, well, I mean, you've softened my heart. <laughs> I try. I try. <laughs> you softened my heart to the idea. I mean, no pressure. Like, so like Kim's like the worst, but it's like Chloe's awesome, and I Kendall's one of the top like, models right now. Um, and I've always followed fashion, so whether I was watching the show or not, I would know who Kendall was. But Kendall also has crippling anxiety and depression, and I think it's great that they handle that shit. You know. Hmm. Stop. <laughs> You're like maybe I'll watch it. You're like converting me. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, like, look, I like I, I mentioned a Jersey Shore. They're, they yeah. have, they have they have come around and they're like a family now, but they they I'm not saying like they're changing any whatever the world. <laughs> I'm not. Even, but the Kardashians, there is something very noble about how they let people in, and I know that it's all some of it's scripted and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they're handling controversial issues within their own life within their own tribe and some people live or die about by what these people say so i'm glad what they're saying isn't complete shit you know interesting because the reason why i've avoided the kardashians and this along with the bachelor shows i avoid okay i avoid like the plague because um i just don't think it should be given any more attention i just don't think that elevating anybody to that status that it was like it's like a cult leader if you're gonna live and die by what these people say like that's that's heavy 
responsibility. First of all, first of all this goes for everyone. You should not be living and dying by what anyone no. says. No, but I think that's such a heavy responsibility that I'm trying not to give it the attention I don't think it deserves. But you are kind of making me think about maybe I should try to get into it. I mean, we talk, we hit like mother daughter issues, sister issues, like Kim and uh, Courtney like started smacking each other around one episode, one season, and it was like, and Chloe was like, "What are you doing? You're hurting each other. Like, stop it!" And like. It's not like the, ooh, it was like, we're ashamed that this happened. And Chris was like, we're pulling the plug on this show. This is what we're going to do, mm. <laughs> you know? And maybe that was all just for a show, but I don't feel like that's, you can't be in a good family structure like that and not be real. You know what I mean? The predecessor to this show, I think, was the Osmonds show. Osbor- yeah. Osborns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was pretty toxic, like, family situation. Well, they were just trying to be outrageous, you know? Yeah. But I was just like, I mean, that's that's what I'm basing that, ex- like, the Kardashians, I have this lens on it that's like, these people were, like, fucking terrible to each other. Well, I feel like the first few seasons, and also, you want to talk about, like, body toxicity, like, they, body dysmorphia, their, their mm-hmm. bodies are not real. You know, if you're looking at the Kardashians and thinking, why doesn't my body look like that? Because you don't spend a shit ton of money on it, you know? Yeah. Kendall and the Kendall has a great body, but she's 23 and has never had children. Like, everyone needs to fucking chill. I read that um, the Kardashians got Brazilian butt lifts until they were too affordable for everybody else and then got them removed. <laughs> like, that's something I read. And I was like, you know what? That might be why I hate it. Well, and I also don't think that uh, Kylie should be making a skincare line. Right. But, like, whatever. That's what they're doing, you know? Right. Chris, there needs to be something said about Kris Jenner. She is very good at business. She's very good at business. And if we love the Card, if, if you hate the Kardashians being around, like, the Kardashians are nobody's problem but our own. Because we say what goes. We watch what we watch. And we, yeah. if, if they weren't watchful, they wouldn't be getting all this shit. You so know what like, it reminded me of? What? Sorry. The Hogan's reality show? I loved that reality series. Didn't you? I mean, I was like, I need a dad. <laughs> and I'm probably in love with Brooke. I can't. Dis- this is a really hard <laughs> show for me to watch. Yeah, but that went to shit, too. Yeah. Whatever. Um, Can we talk about The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and Utah and Mormons? Yes. What the fuck is it about? What the hell? Uh... This show makes me irrationally irate that it exists. And every time it's like on my Twitter feed, somebody's talking about The Bachelor, I like block them because I'm like, I can't deal with the people that watch this. I, I cannot do it. Howard Stern is a diehard, but I feel like that's Howard Stern. And also he's making fun of the whole thing. But like all my really super religious relatives get together and watch it. And it's like, they're all, they're all fucking, like, one guy's fucking, like, 12 girls. Are you serious? Right? Just because it's not shown on TV. Well, like, and I remember, like, getting a lecture from them, and they're like, I'm at, I'm at their house because The Bachelor's playing, and everyone's hanging out there. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, why are you letting your young children watch this? But they can't show an inch of skin. No. Like, right, what? So it's family friendly. It's flavor How? of love. How is it family friendly? How? <laughs> it's not. It, there's I, 
it's it's so twisted to have little girls watch extremely beautiful people compete for one man's attention right and how can you not how can you not like put two and two together like are they really think their kids are that naive i did watch a season it was uh the pandemic was happening and i was like fuck it i'm gonna watch this season all bets are off who cares (laughs) we're all fucking dying anyway yolo gonna do something really dangerous for my health here uh <laughs> i watched it and it was such a, the most boring man oh yeah the most boring all man them, and i was like why like, all of them are like only people my cousins would want to date so it's 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 interesting how hard they've pegged the people who are watching this <laughs> everybody hates him uh, according to the internet people were like this this guy and i was like okay well Everyone hates him. <laughs> Not even his parents are about him. <laughs> uh, the girl at the ex-Mormon retreat that I went on last year, mm-hmm. who sat at our table, is suspected to be the mole of... She was writing... She, she She's suspected and has been seen or was seen there writing down people's names da, and being da, like, da. I want to keep in touch with you. Like, give me your name and number. I don't have my phone on me. And she's rumored to have turned in several people's uh, phone numbers to their bishops. Who gives a fuck? And uh, she was a contestant on The Bachelor. I like her even less. (laughs) (laughs) She, um, standard Utah golden beauty, um, hails from Switzerland, beautiful blonde locks, tall as fuck, um, great shoulders. Every time time you talk shit on the typical Mormon look, I feel personally attacked. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's a snow bunny you guys she's got perfect proportions she uh she does all the water sports all the hiking enjoys utah you know what water travels the means. world not that kind of water sports she she's on the lake all the time guys and so she's she's gorgeous i would have picked her yeah but um why don't you give me your number be maybe like, you can pick me later baby i followed her i was like you hot girl shit and then when i found out she was a snake i was like damn did you report her to instagram no i was just like yeah fuck if you're gonna waste your your time and money going to an ex-mormon women's retreat go for it i mean i guess i guess that makes people happy i don't understand i don't know what what do you think that mental defect is where you're like i'm gonna write down everyone's name because I told I've told this story before about the chick who would do it um, across the street from the liquor store. Yes, she just seemed like truly the least happiest, the least happy, most righteous person I've ever met in my life. Self righteous with that, you know. And I'm just like, how is your life even happy? She would also listen to the um, police radar and go watch the fires, which is weird to me. Listen, she might have some things going on meth probably meth so let's talk about some celebrities who got their start on reality tv okay i wanted to say this one of the fab five started on the real world queer eye on netflix another reality show that i watch like old the old uh queer eye or the new one the new one okay so his name's karamo and he was on the real world nice but he was out he was straight back then but now he is (sighs) yeah bye 
Okay, so Cardi B was on Love and Hip Hop. I don't know what that no show is. I mean, way. I know the show, but I don't know what it's about. Um, Meghan Markle was on <gasps> Dill, Dill or No Dill. Uh, also, let's just talk about how she uh, called out the royal family on an Oprah that we Again? don't want to talk about. No, this like the beginning. The yeah. one time she did it. <laughs> Meghan Markle. I just don't like Oprah at all. Right, you know what? So everything she's attached to, I'm like, Bleh. but I need to quit being like that because obviously a lot of good shit gets out when she's interviewing. I mean, powerful person to have money to put towards investigative journaling for. I mean, the first um, time I realized that there were branches from Mormonism was oh. the Oprah, um, Colorado uh, Jeff Warren Jeffs, uh-huh. it uh, special. And it, like, that was probably a heavy shelf item for me because it was just, like, these people believe exactly what we do, but they are, like... Going a little bit deeper. Yeah. And I was, like, uh, that's uncomfortable. Listen, obviously, pe- people, obviously people like Oprah, you know, she's obviously successful. I remember one time I t- tuned into her, and it was her and Julia Roberts being, like, oh, you people won't understand you're not celebrities about certain oh. things. And I was just like, nope. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> so like that the attitude was, either. Yeah, I don't like it. Like, it's, I think it's absolutely intolerable. So, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> the next one's Emma Stone, and she was on In Search of the Partridge Family, and I totally forgot that this thing even existed. It was like a one-off, a one 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 off, and they were trying to come up with a new Partridge Family. It didn't end up. I really? think it got canceled before it was over, but she really? auditioned. Yeah. She's so fucking cute. I know. I love her. <laughs> I love her. Uh, Lady Gaga was on Boiling Points and The Hills. No way. I remember The Hills one. I remember watching that episode because we'd watch The Hills because my sister. I'm blaming her again. Um, and I remember being like, Lady Gaga, she's going to be huge. I remember watching it and thinking she's going to be huge. Lady Gaga. And I love her. I would love to see her in concert. I would. I, I would. I would too. But I think it's one of those shows that I would want to know her and have her be like, come to my show. <laughs> so that's my, that's my unrealistic expectation. I'm putting Jeez. on that. You got a long, long life to live girl. I'm excited for it. <laughs> I guess. But <laughs> I remember the boiling points when there was like trash on her salad and she loses her shit, but she's from New York. Like what do you expect? <gasps> boiling points. What a fucking good show. I hated that show. It gave me so much anxiety. Yeah. I think that's the first time I was like allowed to feel angry about things. <laughs> <laughs> and like when you're like i would have made the i would have made the money on this one <laughs> there's some that you know are like, eh. um harry styles and all of one direction were on the x factor and then they were formed no way yeah. individually i believe so yeah oh interesting i don't know who, who's all in one direction i just know harry styles but as i was going through this list which i got off um zane listen i'm not a one direction yeah. Wait, what are they from? One Direction? I, I don't know, but yeah, it looked like all of them were from the X Factor. What? See, I don't know anybody. Yeah, that makes sense. Interesting. Kesha, Kesha was on The Simple Life. Really? The Simple Life was also hilarious. With Jake and Hilton, I would watch. Yeah, Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie. Jake and I would sit together and watch that and just laugh our asses off. We thought it was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kelly Osborne from The Osbournes. Oh, yeah. I would say that I. Uh, because I, this was just, I was coming off my Ozzy Osbourne stage because it was uh, middle school, eighth grade freshman year. And he was on the cover of Rolling Stone because he was getting like his second wave of, well, I guess 
more people were interested in him, like the younger generation because of the mm-hmm. Osbournes. So he was on the cover of Rolling Stones, and I made that into my algebra book cover. Ooh, that's rad. Eighth yeah. grade? No, freshman year. Oh, freshman year. But I'm saying it start. I think the Osborne started when we were in eighth grade. Fresh. We were eighth grade freshmen. Did you have Cami Sorensen as your eighth or your algebra teacher? I've been thinking about her a lot lately. Is that weird? She's my bishop's wife, and she's probably one of the best humans I've ever known. Oh, I adore her. Absolutely, I loved her class because like she was still enthused about. <laughs> oh my god! And she loved Ruben Stuttered. Oh, that's right. She did. I were forgot. we in the same class where she would leave the lights off? first hour i don't remember but it was great i sat by Brittany robinson she was a senior she drove a vw bus (laughs) i think i was in love with her um i don't know who i sat it was morning i don't know who i sat next to but yeah no um it was on the first floor of the mech right hello no i thought it was building one but you know it's fine loved yeah um the osbournes I love the Osbournes, too. They were dysfunctional, but I thought it was hilarious. Um, Alanis Morissette, Star Search. Beyonce, Star Search. No way. Yeah, this is a, this is a before oh, wait. time. This is Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, no. Um... Star Search, Mickey Mouse Club are the same thing. I looked it up earlier because I was like, I swear all these people were... Uh... Mouseketeers. Mouseketeers, no, yeah. No, I think... I think... Uh, I think... They... they get the contestants off star search and make them musketeers. Beyonce was on star search as well. Chris Hemsworth dancing with the stars, Australia, um, Britney Spears, star search, John Hamm was on the big date. I have no idea what it is. What is that? It's, it didn't even last a season. Um, Lucy Hell from Pretty Little Liars was on American Juniors. I have no idea what that is. What is that? Yeah. Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie were on The Simple Life. The Kardashians were the Kardashians. Kim Kardashian was from porn. Yeah. Come on her back. Come on her. <laughs> Just a good comeback story. <laughs> Aaron Paul was on The Price is Right, which I love. Wasn't that with Brandy's younger brother? Ray J. Ray yeah. J. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what? I might watch that after all these years. The porn. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Justin Timberlake, Star Search. Mm-hmm. Miranda Lambert, Nashville Star. I forgot that this was even a thing. And I'm like, that is where she came from. I thought she was from um, American Idol for a hot minute. Oh, yeah. I'm like, no, she wasn't. And it was Nashville Star. Interesting. Tara Manning, the meth out chick on Orange is the New Black. Uh, <gasps> I sang. love her. I love her too. Saying on Pop Stars, it was kind of like Star Search. But it was like a... It was a reality TV. No, it wasn't like Star Search. It was like a reality TV show to find the next pop star. Interesting. She, she was on it. Um, Usher, Star Search, and Christina Aguilera, Star Search. Yep. You missed Aaron Paul. The Price is Right. No, I said it. You didn't even listen to me. So I was oh, like, oh, I'm sorry. I, guess... I do care about that one so much. <laughs> I know. I love that he was on it. It's so funny. I love watching him because he's like, woo! And like, you can just see how he's just like, I'm so excited about a little bit of money. Now he's fucking rich. <laughs> I'm rich, biatch. <laughs> um, the progression of reality TV from the 90s to now. Do you think... Uh, well, how, what do you think... Sh- what shows do you think were the most inspirational to TV's uh, reality? Reality TV. Or even like... Because like, I feel like The Office was a mock reality TV show, you know? Yeah. A, so, a mockumentary style. 
and like there's a lot of shows like that like documentary now and portlandia and parks and Rec. modern family yeah what lies in in the shadows what we do in the shadows what we do in the shadows yeah um so do you think like i mean obviously it's inspired not only real like reality tv but actual tv scripted tv which i think is kind of funny yeah everybody is so fascinated maybe society is slowly removing their facades guys um especially for tv but no they're not they're just putting a new mask on yeah Um, but i do like i don't know there's not a lot that i i do watch scripted shows but it feels different you know what i mean i love i love a scripted show and i feel like um because even the office is a scripted show and it's like one of the funniest yeah. shows, some of the funniest <laughs> shit you've ever seen but the come on our back thing that's not scripted that's Parks reality and <laughs> yeah just, yeah that's just kind of some reality tv i guess getting thrown Actually, yeah the improv of it um do you like the the train wrecks aren't really a thing anymore <laughs> like we're not into watching someone just be tragic we yeah, want, so we want like feel good, but like not cheesy feel good. Like actual, like improve yourself, be yeah. kind. I was thinking about that when we were talking about like one of the original shows, but shows like America's Funniest Home Videos and Ridiculousness and uh-huh. all those like let's watch people fuck up. That yeah. used to be funny, and now I think that people are still kind of into watching the train wreck but there's a channel called people are awesome uh-huh. and also it just kind of has it's a sister to fail army and sometimes they have those videos where it's just like one guy fucking up but then another guy really killing it at this like really hard thing okay. so i think it is moving in a more direction of where we are liking to see the triumph but i think the shit show will always be one of our biggest fascinations well i'm still watching that top chef season two and one of the chefs threatens another chef with violence because he put his like toiletry tote on the floor because he needed to use the kitchen and i was just watching that and i was like this seemed totally normal when i was watching it when it originally originally aired but now that's so inappropriate and it wouldn't mm-hmm. fly for a second on reality tv which i like i do like that yeah we have become less abusive to one another do we think that reality TV is even reality, or do you think it's all scripted now? There are there are scripted parts of a lot of things where, like in The Bachelor, for instance, it's been revealed that they do the producers do egg each other, egg the contestants and the cast on. So there are elements of that, but I think, like I said, the best parts of like shows like Survivor is not the challenges or like it's what comes out of it you know yeah um i think that reality tv was a response to all this cheesy scripted bullshit that we were all getting force fed Mm -hmm. on limited Mm -hmm. channels (laughs) and i guess i i think reality tv can be called easy but i don't know there's something about it that's just like i feels kind of important there's like definitely like historical moments on reality TV. Yeah. And isn't the moon landing technically considered to be reality TV? It was like supposedly live. <laughs> Allegedly. Well, like and things like rocket launches. Uh-huh. That's live TV. That's reality. Execute executions. 
you know? Oh my god, right? Like the court like, court TV. Yeah, like we want to watch, we want to know what's going on. So I don't know. I guess I'm for reality TV. I've kind of been super resistant my whole entire life, but whatever. Uh, you said you said that you've applied for some. Or um, been on I th- some. Uh, hold on. I just think it's a medium of art that's trying to put a mirror in front of people's faces so that they're like how would I react to this or what would I do in this situation people like to imagine themselves in other people's shoes so I think in that way I like that reality tv is kind of like a mirror like that yeah very well said yeah um I did not uh apply but my cousin when she was turning 18 she stood in line for the price is right and was on the price is right and she, she go got to, all the down? way to, she 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 got so what she said what you have to do is just be super animated in the like in the line you you can't sit down you like have to be there for like a whole eight hours already and you're this is your audition is how alive you are in line uh-huh. this happened when i was on my mission and so when I came home, she was like, I've been waiting for you to come home for like four months. I haven't told you that I was on the prices, right? You're like, Whoa. I was like, what? So she ends up getting called down. She bids correctly on the showcase or the, the first round. She plays a dice game where she wins a car. She goes to the showcase by spinning the wheel on a dollar. Uh-huh. And then she loses she was just over by like four dollars or something like she was really close to the showcase um but as she was spinning the wheel she was like um i wanted to thank my mom and my cousin kendra who's on a mission (laughs) so she she felt like she was having this little like missionary moment and it was really cute But um, she said it was really fun to go on. Um, we've also, as a family, tried to try it out for Family Feud. Uh-huh. Um, but I actually, uh, I don't want to say this. I kind of sabotaged it because I really didn't want to win. You know what I mean? But I yeah. wanted my grand, my grandparents were like, I want to try out. Like, it'd be so fun. And it was fun. But I was like purposefully sabotaging it because... You didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> You're like, someone's going to drop the N-bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be on TV. No, thank you. Not I with mean, these guys. I think everyone knows that I tried. Uh, I sent in a tape for Alyssa's Big Girls, and I did not understand the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. Oh, my Listen, God. I don't care. I have no shame, so whatever. Uh <laughs> I did send in a tape, but it's whatever. Uh, she was looking for backup dancers. I didn't understand. Okay, I just didn't know. Okay, so before let's. You let's thought finish. she was looking for models. I thought she was looking for a squad. I was like, I can be a. I can. I do didn't that. know that you could dance. I was like, wow, she can dance. <laughs> I, can't. I can't. What can she do? I can dance She's, about as good as she I does can it sing, all. So, um, let's let's uh bef- to round this out. Let's talk about reality shows that we need to get out of here. It's the Bachelor, Bachelorette for sure, right? Hello. That's the one. That's the only. I'm one not even going to say Kardashians. Of... That's just the only one, right? Yeah. So we're getting rid of the Bachelor Bachelorette. Sorry, everyone who enjoys it. It's, it can't exist anymore. <laughs> Too bad. All right. I mean, we don't even need to. Die. 
I think we have a lag and I'm getting annoyed by it. Well, shit. Yeah, it's not letting me back in. Okay, well, just, let's just end right here then. Hold like, on. Like we are. Well, okay. <laughs> and that note, then we say these things. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. amen. Is This The Place podcast is written, recorded, and edited at Titan Tower Studios. Our theme song is by Bobby, and our cover art is by Jessica Sanchez. This is our story, as we see it. We believe it to be true as far as it is translated correctly. If you liked the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. We have dedicated a lot of our time and talents, and we really appreciate your support. Maybe this isn't the place, but you are definitely the people making this possible. Thank you.